All right, hey everybody, Matt, Iron Trap Garage. We're in a not so sunny right now, California. We're with David Martinez, Martinez Industries. Uh, he's one of these guys that we uh, talk to, like with the internet these days, you talk to people a lot on the internet, you admire their work, and then you finally get to come and meet them in person. So we're out here for Grand National Roadster Show, trying to see as many people as we can in like the two or three days we're here. And you were definitely the one, one of the people we wanted to stop and see and talk with you on our podcast slash video um, interview, if you will. So, David, thank you for letting us come into the shop and in interrupt your, your work week. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Hey, I could use the break. All right. It's kind of like a vacation day for me. I'm like, this is great. I don't You're have like, to work. Yeah. I don't have to work today. Well, sort of. I cleaned. Yeah. That's... That's, that's how my boss. brain works, too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the boss, but I want to work all the time. Well, that's my problem. I get in the morning again. I was set my alarm set for three, and I'm like... Uh, yeah, you're wild. You're up before me. <laughs> Sometimes when you text me or you send me a message on Instagram, you send me a message before I'm awake East Coast time. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like calculating in my head with time. I'm like, he said that at like 3.30 a.m. Like, yeah. That's wild, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just getting out of bed. It makes me feel like a slacker. No, I just I'm I've been getting up for like four thirty in the morning on average, and then like the other morning I got up like three in the morning. I woke up. I'm just like, wow. I'm awake. I'm gonna start working. Get, Crazy. Get my day going. Get dogs taken care of. Have my breakfast, and work out, and pray the shop's warm, which <laughs> it's not. It's not been here in the past you know day or so. It was nice. We had eight degrees two days ago. Really? Yeah, it was 80 degrees. I'm, I'm here ready to turn the fan on in my shop. It got so warm. And then you know, I, I, I can tell you right now, friends of mine back home give me the finger. <laughs> Sorry. You so let's, let's go to origin stories, because I know a little right. bit about your background, but I don't know if I really know. I mean, there's stuff even just us being here you're talking about that I didn't really know. So Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, where you're not... You're a transplant. So oh, where, yeah. where, where, where are you originally born and raised? Born and raised, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. Northeast corner, um, about 15 minutes away from Auburn. You, okay. You've been there enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah literally yeah. that little right yes, there. Yes, yep. Born and raised uh, down on the south side of uh, Fort Wayne. Um, Dad was a car car guy. Okay. I'll, I'll kind of explain that. He's actually, you know, I've heard him my, my father because he basically raised me from the age of like, you know, 15, 14 years right. old. Right, okay. He's my stepfather, but he's been my like basically my father my whole my whole life. He grew up in Wisconsin. Okay. So he told me about back in the day, you know, hot rods and this and that. So he used to race, you know, old, you know, Y blocks back in the day. Oh, cool. You know, so I got to hear all those stories of that. So him and I just, and that's how my mom had met on a date. And she took me as a deterrent for him. <laughs> we sat there and we talked the whole time. About cars. Cars, the whole time. We're oh, sitting there just chatting cool. back and forth. And my mom's friend, girlfriend that she was at work, work, work with, she's like, um, that backfired. Do you want to let these two kind of talk? I'm like, and I looked at him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and him, it, but him and I hung out. After that, him and I started hanging out. And my mom's like, what do you think? I'm like, oh, maybe give him a try. I mean, him and I are getting along great. I'm like, you guys said, you know, give me somebody to hang out with. <laughs> and at that time, I had a 56 Ford truck. He had a 50 Chevy truck, a little five-window truck he was tooling two around okay. with. Okay. So... Him like, hey, I'm, I got my little lake place, you know, a big long lake. And go, you want to go with me? We're gonna put, we'll put the boat in the water. I'm like, all right, you know. So I took off with him. Him and I took off for the day, went and had lunch, and hung out and talked more about cars, and just kind of grew from there. And then we started when they got together and they got married. And actually, him and I were living together already before they ever got married. Oh wow! So him and I were just living together, and I was going to work at the parts place I worked at, and uh, we had like a little two car garage we worked at. I mean, you had to move. Crap to one side, work on one car. Crap to the other side, oh, work on the other car. Yep. Had a little propane here in the wall. I mean, and again, you know what the windows are like back there. It's like, man, just, you know, these big giant propane tanks. Filling them up, every, you know, like every two weeks. You know, after, come you on. Know, you know about the winter build, you know, like with the, you lived that life for well, a while. That was the thing. So every season for me, growing up as a teenager, I'd get a car done. So if I get a car into primer and drunk driving, I'd sell it. Okay. So the next seat, the, the next, that winter, I'd buy something else. I thought, oh, I'm going to buy this instead. Oh, I'll do this one instead. So it kind of went from that stage to stage to stage. And I had a, had a 51 Merc one time. It's like I had that for a couple of years. I enjoyed that car. It was kind of fun. Just a four-door. Okay. But it was like rust-free. Colorado, Colorado car. Guy bought it, had it stripped, had it put in primer, and all in etch prime, and just sat. Hmm. And I went and bought it for like next to nothing. 
and back then, you know, Butch's Rod Shop was a thing back then, and they had they'd sell the motor mounts and bolt right yeah, in yeah. and crap like that. So, you know, that's it. Kind of went from there, and then I started, you know, you know, just kind of doing that every every year every year with my dad, and we'd work together constantly, you know, between doing chops and stuff like that. So it's kind of like like a lot of people organically just learning as you go. Kind oh, of. complete completely. Yeah, and that's I. It's you're gonna make more mistakes than you're gonna make you know do things right. Because <laughs> yep. I'm you know I'm sure you know yourself. I can look back and go, oh, I can't believe I did that. Oh, I don't know. That's... I feel like I feel like a two weeks ago I could probably look back and be like, man, <laughs> I could have made that better or I could have done that better. It's like right. I didn't, and that's oh, and that, that's the, I guess that's the, the the benefit of you know having what I have around me. It can keep me. I can go. Oh well, I don't like that. I'm gonna redo that. Like I, yep. I put the Calvet in Franco's 32 the other day, and I got so far, and I'm like, wasn't happy with that. Like so, I went through and I did some more hammer and some more dolling. It's still not perfect, but I know Franco, and he's just like, it's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. I've had worse. I'm like, how is that a positive? <laughs> I'm looking for some positive. Uh... <laughs> no, but and again, that's one thing about him. He, he, just, I, I try to you know, send him something every day, and he just cheers up. Yeah. Oh, man, thanks, man. I needed that and. That's cool. You know, I really, you know, it, it just gets it's more and more pumped, you know. Like we were uh, actually, it was funny. We were talking today about discussing about driving across country and you know actually coming to see you. Yeah, it'd be He's awesome. Like, we do. That's what we'll do. You know, we'll gotta do that. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, you guys got a place I'm, to stay. I'm like, <laughs> dude. I said, and like I said, you want to hear stories? Yeah. You're it. Ta- it would take you a month of evenings with him, uh, and he'd still have more stories. That'd be amazing. I'm still hearing stuff I've never heard before. That's awesome. You know, and again, so that's you know, but. I met Franco when I was in my early twenties, and so before we get into into that, uh, what, okay. so after you were doing, um, you know, just with your your dad, you yeah, know, and 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 doing the car stuff, just learning as you go. What was the, was there a we like to call it in the, in this series? What was your switch? What was the thing that made you go like, all in? Like I want to do this for a living, or what? Or went you know over the top? Because you, I mean, a lot of people could probably relate that you were. Fixing cars up and selling them and having fun, but the, what went to the like? I mean, this is, <laughs> and I'm this in a similar situation. You know, like, yeah, you're, you're like we're, we're broken a little bit. So what went from like the normal car guy thing, fixing a car here, fixing air in a two car garage, to like I want to do this for a living. I want to build cars. I want to, you know, like I've always wanted to do this, but there was always that that nervousness. You're always scared. You know, it's like, do I want to make that leap? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you. Prime example. I take you an example. You basically just like you know what I'm done with working for this company and I'm doing this, so I'm doing this full time. And you're always on that weird cusp. It's like, am I gonna? Is this gonna be enough? Am I gonna be able to pull this off? Oh yeah. And what it was for me, um, like I was telling, uh, we were talking earlier about me working for the fireplace company I worked for, and I was a good paying gig for insurance. You know, I made good money. Yeah. So and normal I, person so, would be so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I lost my job. <clears throat> working for that company, when, again, this is back years ago. I can say this back to making $8 an hour. And I went to work for an upholstery shop in my hometown. Was that because you wanted to learn upholstery or was it just... It's no, just I did want to learn upholstery. Actually, I did want to learn it. And I had already started doing some studying on how, on how to do it. Oh, cool. Um, and you're getting kind of ideas. And again, you know, looking at all the old, old mags and like, okay, that's how that's done. And that's, you know, and you're, you're, you're trying to dissect stuff. Again, you know, doing enough of these hot rod stuff, you go through enough magazines, like, how was that done? How'd that guy do that? You know, yeah. you're, you're trying to figure it out. And the same for me. So when I, I did that, it, that was kind of a, a part-time thing. And I worked for the, the post shop full-time. The car thing still was kind of a, you know, a side gig. And then I started going down to Indianapolis, you know, every weekend. And that's when I became one, one of the fine members with the Road Rockets. And there was like a few selective us that all got together. I wasn't in the beginning, the other guys were, but I came in right as right. the club started really growing. And kind of met some people that were oh similar, yeah. oh same yeah. mindset. It's it truly, you know, it, and again, it, 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 you, it's almost walking to a crowd, and you're like, my people. You belong. You're yeah. like, I belong to this. This is more me than that. Right. And you, this that switch, and like, I got into flatheads, I got into traditional hot rods, you know, traditional customs, you know, and the whole lifestyle was, and everything oh, completely, completely. Yeah. The, the clothing, the whole nine yards, yep. you know. And again, I still, all my vintage stuff is still stashed away right now because of, you know, the, the circumstances. Um, right. But all that stuff will come out again. And, but at the same time, I figured out where I wanted to be. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I go, I, you know, and doing stuff 
by hand for me was always like it was much more I appreciated more what I got done. Mm -hmm. um, but that that was my switch moment when I when I when I lost that job and then I actually I took another job. I moved, I moved to Indianapolis. I took a job working for an upholstery shop. This is where it all happened. I went into there. I was getting ready to take off for a weekend. I told them already I was coming to Connecticut. I was coming to uh, one of the Rumbler shows. Okay. And uh, I told my boss at the time, hey, ahead of time, I'm going to be gone this weekend. I'll be back on Monday or whatever day it was. Okay, write down this and that, put it on the calendar, wrote it down. And I get ready to leave, and they're like, no, you're not. I'm not? No, I, I said, I wrote down the count and everything. I gave you the note and everything. Well, I don't have it. Okay. Oh, no. So I, that was in the morning. So by the afternoon, great leave. His wife said, oh, we'll see you tomorrow. No, you won't. <laughs> and I said, have a good weekend. I'm going to be in Connecticut. Yeah. I took off and, you know, I came back and one of my buddies had, he had his own, he had his own, you know, hot rod shop, if you will. Okay. And he's like, are you going to go back to work with it? I'm like, no. He goes, good. I got a guy here who needs interior done, a Model T. And that's where, that's, you asked where the switch was at, that was it. I'm like, okay. You know, I backed in with like $2,500. Right. You know, you know, and that included materials back then. <laughs> that was a full interior and it had, you know, a pleated roof on, on this little T-coop. Wow. Oh, yeah. This is back in the day when everything was really cost effective right. back then. You know, and I still had that little, little small sewing machine, that little portable sewing machine. That was all I had. I didn't have my big sewing machine yet. Right. And it just kind of went from there. I did that. And then my buddy Tom's like, hey, you want to do the interior of my Lincoln? I'm like, right on. Did the, did the full interior in that thing. You know, he had four individual T-Bird seats. Oh, and cool. And like a floating console in the middle. Yeah, I did, yeah, you know, yeah. I you know, did tuck and roll the dashboard, did the headliner the same way, all metal flake, gold flake interior. So you're getting into some real, oh, yeah. right away, like second it, one. And it, it's like, bam, got into that, you know. You know, did stuff for other other guys that you know they want. You know, I had guys coming for guitar cases. I'd I'd line the guitar cases, in, you know, in that really soft, you know, leopard material. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's just like, all right, I'll do that. You know, motorcycle seats, no problem. You know, and that's kind of where it started. That that was when I went actually business for myself, and I was still that. Uh, what am I doing? And at that time, I was working out of my roommate's house, one of the another club guy's house I was staying in. Yeah. And I made a deal with him to do the interior on his roadster and trade for me staying there. <laughs> right. So that, that all worked out great. So I, I worked out of his house for a long time. It was, you're, you're always on that edge where you're like, I'm going to make it or I'm not going to make yeah, it. Yeah. And you know, man, am I getting myself so far in the hole where I'm like, what am I doing? Should I keep doing this? Yeah. You know, and I, I, re, I had had that point back in my, in my early 20s where I'm like, I was still working, but it was like, just kind of not sure if I should stick with this, you know. And at that time, I actually, I went and got a part-time job more for FedEx. No shit. Okay. Yeah, working nights, and uh, you needed that. Uh, it, you needed to remember what it was like to work for somebody else. And well, like, this sucks. <laughs> uh, and it, it's kind of a sad situation because what happened was the again the, the defining moment where I, I learned not to give up is my grandfather passed away, oh, and right. I talked to him not long before then. Mm -hmm. And he just kept telling me how proud of me he was, this and that. So when he passed away, I called him to work. I'm like, I can't make it in, this and that. And I sat there and thought about it. I'm like, I need to make a better go of this. And it goes like a year later or two later when I came out here to California for the first time. Okay. And so that was like switch number two maybe? Oh, yeah. That was totally switch number two. I got out here and I'm like, I want to be here. And now that's, cool. that's where, again, that's where it, it still is. You're still, I'm still nervous doing that. I mean. Yeah, I think any self small business, you, you always feel like that. Like you're saying, you're like you're gonna. One day you feel like you're gonna fail, and you, you everything's gonna come crumbling down. Completely. Other days you're like, this is the best ever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> work for myself, do whatever I want, and this is great. And yeah. then the next day you're like, man, I hope, hoping I can Keep do whatever. This. Yeah, it's I gotta, I gotta, keep, I gotta feed myself. <laughs> right. You know, and again, it's like then, of course, for me, I got dogs. I gotta feed my dogs. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I gotta pay insurance. I gotta pay shop insurance. I gotta pay this. I gotta. It's like. So you talked about um, a little bit about, and I don't know the history about this, but you mentioned about some of the I'm gonna call it fancy car stuff you were doing or, <laughs> or sports car stuff. Yeah. And some of that. Nit and did you say it was Nitro Alley that you were? I worked for well, some of the race teams. Okay. Work, Can you talk about that a little bit? That's sure, super sure. fascinating. Yeah, that, that that was, I, I again, the whole, like a make it, not make yeah. it. <laughs> I lost my shop that I had. 
Oh, okay. So I'm like, where do I go? Again, I was running skinny, then I'd run fat, and I'd run skinny. It's yep. like, so I found the shop out in Brownsburg. At the time, it belonged to Bill Simpson. Okay. And a um, thousand square foot shop. I went from a 2,000 square foot down to a 1,000 square foot Ooh. shop. So I learned real fast what I wanted to keep, what I didn't want to keep. <laughs> what was necessary. But again, I, what I have here now, there's no way. I didn't have any of this stuff here. The only thing I had was you know, the, the, the planching hammer in the back corner. That's all I had. Yep. Everything else was like a toolbox. <laughs> you know, and my sewing machine, my sewing table. Because at that time, I was still only just doing upholstery work. I wasn't doing, I wasn't, you weren't doing I, I wasn't, fab stuff really. Well, I wasn't offering it. Okay. But again, that the whole self confidence, ah, if I'm good enough or not, should I offer that? Ah, it's kind of, I'll, yeah. I'll do that for myself. Right. And, uh, but that's, I got there and I started meeting the guys around there. Okay. And my neighbor next door, he was one of the, the, the chief mechanic for the snap on bike. Wow. So him and I became good neighbors, good friends, good neighbors, still friends this day. Um, at the time, I had a, a, a male boxer named Cisco, and that my neighbor loved that dog. Loved my dog. He, my dog knew when he'd come in. He'd go to the door, open the door. He'd I could hear my him knock on the door next door. My neighbor opened the door. He's come in that door because he <laughs> knew his shop was air conditioned. Oh, that makes sense. So especially <laughs> in the summertime, he knew that's where to be at. Or yeah. you know, down the way was the Silver Crown team for Patron, Patron Racing. Yep. So when those guys would get there, he'd go down there, and they had all kinds of cookies and snacks for him. So ironically, that dog got me work. Wow. He, I, he yeah. wandered off one day, and I panicked, like, where'd he go? So I'm walking around, the guy sees me walking around, and it was on the other side of the building. It was like a giant long building, and there was back-to-back shops. Yep. And the one was for the Penske race team. And he's like, hey. I said, hey, just, I'm just doing this. He's like, did you lose your dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He goes, boxer? I'm like, he's in here, because they had, they had a female boxer, but she wasn't there. Okay. So we got talking one day, and we were talking that same day, and he's like, hey, so you got the upholstery, right? I'm like, yeah, that's me. He goes, well, we got these tables, you know, the, the, you know, the courtesy tables. They were just round tables, and they wanted, you know, vinyl covers to slide over them. I'm like, okay, sure. So I grab the table, and I'm walking off, and he's walking with me. I'm like, you're lucky. Man, you got me work. You're lucky I don't kick your little butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but again, that's, again, that's how I started getting more involved with the racing. Then across the street was Don Schumacher. So that thing, you know, massive, you know, that yeah. place is, you know, it's my building here would fit in the corner of that place. Right. It's, it's so huge in that place because you got to take consideration all the, all the, not just the race cars, all the semis, the, the tractor trailers all inside. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still tons of room around them. There's, I mean, there, I mean, it's basically like behind those rigs is my, the length, the length of my building. <laughs> it is so huge. And above is stored all the race bodies, you know, so that's. I got tied in with them, doing stuff for them. So the, it just the word kind of got around the whole air, the complex, if you will. And yeah, it like, and it's like, oh, Dave does pull stuff, so they they need stuff done for the back of the 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 vehicles they were leasing when they're doing stuff for Monster Monster Drink. Okay. So they bring over the, the Dodge Durangos, and I would make in liners for inside the back of the, the tailgates, everything else. Um, I was even helping out one of the shops that did paint work for them, and we were doing a show car, which is one one of the cars that got retired okay and we were laying out the star on the side of the panel and they couldn't figure it out <laughs> like, oh you guys can't figure this out so i'm laying it out real fast i lay a tape out and i pull it back because there you go and so but i was running back porching my shop across the street and helping those guys out with paintwork wow and yeah it, it, it was it was a it was a great community you know down the road was vance and hines you know i, I did a seat for andrew andrew hines for his, for his daily driver you That's know, cool. And again, it was just, it was crazy how many guys were in that shop, you know, that I got to meet with. I got, didn't work for, uh, with, with Anton Brown. I'm actually a good, good friend of mine. Um, when he was running with Matco back in the early days, they'd bring me their canopies and I'd repair their canopies that they had for their courtesy tents. Right. There's, you know, if you, you know, I think a picture of my dogs standing on top of the canopy out in the parking lot while I'd drag my sewing machine out there and I'd, I'd repair their panels. You know, there's like a little tear here or there I'd go through, and I had, yeah. I had a big giant roll of canvas I'd go through, and I'd sew it in to match it, you know, versus them replacing it. I just repair stuff. So, like, nowadays, you can look back and be like, wow, that was cool. Like, at that oh, time, completely. did you realize you were in the center of, you know. All the racing is right there. Yeah. It was just like, holy crap, this is insane. You know, it was like, I look back now, and I go, that's wild. Yeah, you, you, know, you didn't it, really probably 
but sink that, in fully at that time. At that age, you know, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just like, okay, I got to pay rent. So you what know? was the what was the first time you came out to California? You, you I oh, kind of no, stepped you back. I know that's fine. That was uh, 2005. Um, I came out here with a show car. <clears throat> I did the full interior in the car, and this car was winning awards. Actually, it was a contingency for customer year back then. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was I was showing the car for the guy in 2004. Cool. And I I went to Columbus, Ohio for Good Guys Nationals. Yep. Girl, I was getting time. I stayed at her place. I unloaded the car at her place, and then we drove it to Good Guys. Cool. I drove it, <laughs> drove it every day, and the guy the guy was overseas, you know, on vacation. Wow. I drove the car every day. I'm like, I'm not trailing this thing over there. I'm gonna drive this car. Yeah. Cool. So, I got there. I got a a Good Guys pick for a custom for the show for, for at that time rod and custom mm, cool you know I know it was rod, yeah uh, yeah exactly and then i got another feature shoot with custom rodder so again it's like it, i got to meet a lot of people doing that car and again that's where did that car and then we're like hey we're gonna go to california you want to go nice and about that time i at that time and that was my, my ex-fiance we split and i'm like i went out of town so yeah. my dog my dogs went to my friend who had another boxer and Hopped in that truck and trailer, and we'd run across country, and then coming to cool. California. I mean, it was a heck of a trip. I mean, it was just amazing. And coming out here, you know, I knew people already here in California. I got friends of mine that are up in, up in San Francisco, so I get a hold of them. They come grab me from the show. We go out for the night, hanging out, whatever. Cool. Uh, but and then, you know, but coming out here, I knew I wanted to come out here. I just, you know, even before, actually before then, I knew I wanted to come to California before I actually even came out here. I knew, oh, okay. I knew that the year prior. And got out here and like I got I gotta come out here. I, I, I'm, t- I'm tired. It. I'm tired of shoveling snow. <laughs> I hate the winters. You know. Okay, and, I can relate to that. Well, yeah. Again, again, that, but that's the advantage. Of, you you get to do trips, which is great. It, it yeah. gets you a little break other than dealing with rain. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you hear if you hear rain. We're in a metal building, and yes. we're... I'm going to try my best to remove all of this. <laughs> so, so don't yell at us in the comments, because we're in a metal building, I can and hear Mother Nature. Rain. Yeah, exactly. Well, at <laughs> least it's, it's not coming on too awful bad. So um, the um, wh- we were talking about one of my favorite things recently was the... Uh, we were we were going to be doing an interview with Von Franco, and he just couldn't make it. So thank you again. Did his killer print, or not print. Hand drawing. Yes, that's it. It's, a, it's one of Franco's famous paintings. Yes, it's amazing. So thank you for that. But anyways, we were preparing for that. I was re-watching Car That Ate My Brain, <laughs> like before I flew out. And it had been a while since I'd watched it. I've watched it a bunch of times, but I was watching it. And then, you know, I'm watching it, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the part, talking about, you know, a uh, sewing machine being broken. And my good buddy Dave Martinez from Indianapolis, right, Illinois. Indiana, someplace back east where all those hobos lived, uh, is doing the upholstery, old school hardcore, with his little machine that barely made it here. <laughs> and uh, Dave, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I yeah. remember, you know, like <laughs> didn't put two and two together, and yeah. it was just so ironic. So what? How did? How did your relationship with him? Like you said, you met him at a show. Yeah, those at Cal Palace in 2005. We. It's funny because I told Franco this in the past, you know, as as I got to know him, and I said, you know, you know, you're kind of unapproachable. And he's like, I am. <laughs> I, you, I said, it, you're not. I said, it's just you're always wearing the glasses, and there's a reason why he's always wearing glasses in his for his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I said, but you look like you're unapproachable. You're not. I said, and then we hung out that entire Saturday for Cal Palace. We sat there and we BS back and forth right. the whole time. And he's like, so where are you from? I'm from Indiana. He's like, oh, man, I thought you were from here. <laughs> I'm like, no. I said, I want to be from here. Then he mentioned about the lightning bug. Yep. He's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm recreating the lightning bug. That was the car before the Kooten car. Yep. Same car, same body, just a, the, the original car was the lightning bug. Yep. Are you interested in doing the interior? I'm like, yeah, I am. Yeah. And it, I wasn't looking for monetization by any means. Right, right. And I told him that. I'm like, look, you know, I don't want any money. Just buy my plane ticket. You know, and so months go by. I reach out to him like, "Hey, you still doing your car?" And yeah, you still doing it? He said, yeah. I said, "You know, let me know." What I, you know I said, just "Buy my plane ticket. I'll have my sewing machine sent out." I paid for all the upholstery. I didn't want. I, I didn't want a dime. Right. I just wanted to have be able to be part of something. 
Yeah. Because I'd done enough cars up to that point, but they were all local stuff. And, I, you know, it was always tougher, you know, being a, a one-man operation. You're not getting as much recognition, you know. And yeah. it was tough to keep getting work coming in. Again, that's what the, your that, you know, feast or famine. Yep. You know, you're, you're, on the, you're on either fence. So when I came out here, I got, you know, got to the airport, and I got there, and we got to work in, hung out. You know, got me one of my bad habits of having smoking cigars because <laughs> that was the trip I started smoking cigars with. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know, I know. But that but you knew, you knew that car, you knew what he was doing. I and knew that car was something. The potential special. of yeah. what that car was going to be, because I like, there's like yourself. I started doing research more into Franco of his cars. I knew his artwork. Yeah. But I knew he did cars. I didn't know what he. I, I remember the cook, I remember the, the cooking car. Yep. I did not. I, I vaguely remember the goldenrod. And then he did the Hot Wheels 325 window. Um, and then, but doing the, the, the lightning bug was something completely new. So I started doing more research on that. And this was like, okay, I'll date myself back in the day when eBay was new. Yeah, it was a new and thing. And you know, I'm looking at lightning bug and I got the hot rod issued cover yep. with it. I still have that. Yep, same, yep. Yeah, you know, and again, it, it, it really, I'm like, I really, you know, I want to do this. And so he emailed me pictures that he had and I'm going through and I'm studying it, I'm studying it, I'm zooming in, you know, on a computer. We yep. don't have phones back then. Right. It was all computer. Yep. So, that. we didn't have smartphones. <laughs> we had, you know, flip phone Nokia's and crap right, like right, that, right. you know. But, you know, I went through and I researched and he sent me pictures of the, the, the cooking car. I said, you know the interior is wrong on the cooking car, right? He goes, no. I said, those aren't sewn pleats, it's tuck and roll. If you zoom in far enough, you can see the indentation in the, the actual vinyl, and you can see where the fold's at. Wow. So when I came out here, and we were, him and I were watching the home videos that he got from Gabowski, and I'm like, see, right there. And I pointed it out, and he's like magnifying glass, zooming in. I'm like, <laughs> see, right there. You know, okay, okay. And like even like the floor pleats on the floor, I sat there, and it took me a few hours to get it sorted out, and I'm counting the diamonds. And I'm looking where all the screws are located, where the seams are at. So again, I, it was wanting to do a recreation of what the car was. It wasn't more or less, you know, an interpretation. It was like I wanted to recreate what the interior was. Right. So, so that's one thing him and I we did very well together. And I, I think after doing that car, I did like you know a couple more other you know restoration work. You know, I did uh, the work with the Westergaard Cadillac. I did for Kurt McCormick, um, and then I did did the Trojan T. At the time, Jim that owned the car was Ralph Wentworth, you know, and before he, you know, had his had his health issues and passed away. Um, and, and again, like you're saying, seeing the amazing things I got to see of doing this stuff for a lifetime, you know, going and seeing the American car collection before it got taken apart. Dispersed, yeah. You know, seeing the Druid Princess and, you know, seeing Tommy Ivo's car and seeing Elvis's limo, you know, the Tagnati Coupe was there. All in one spot. All yeah. there, you know, the Henderson Roadster was sitting right there next to me when I was working, you know, you know, it was just it was you know, the 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 Beatty belly tank uh, this, uh, the belly tank race car mm -hmm. was sitting there. It's just like, and I'm in this massive building with heated floors, which I never knew that existed until <laughs> then. I'm like, oh, Amazing. that makes sense. Yeah. But again, I'm getting to be around these cars. You know, we you know the the Tom Cobb Roadster. That was in in the, in the little little you know lobby or if you will, with all the cars that came, all the parts came with that car. Wow. All the trophies came with that car. But again, that's where. You know, it comes back. I, you know, I, I count my blessing to where I've been able to work with some really unique cars, and you know, and unique people you know, as far as getting to be around them. You know, and again, but working with Franco was just like, grew up as a kid. I remember him, you know, in the old magazines. Oh, it'd be cool to meet that guy. It'd be cool to meet that guy. Just, yeah. he just looks cool as shit. Like, and, and he, but he, he said just like, but I get the unapproachable thing because he just, he just look, looks like a cool vicious. rock star that you, yes, would, you know, and yes, you know. That, that's what we were saying. When we were driving over. and We were talking about doing an interview with him. I've never met him in person, so I said, I don't know if he's going to be like more of a short type. You oh, no. Ask a question, you know, so oh, you no. get, I you, get that you, vibe, you, but that's you, cool. When, yeah. when, when, when you guys get to sit, chance to sit down and do an interview, and again, what sounds like we'll be come out and seeing you more and more. Yeah, awesome. So when, when was the first, because um, you've now, you know, when I'm looking at some of your stuff coming into knowing you later, uh, I see you doing a lot, you know, some of the more well-known, like your Westergaard, car and stuff like that like what was your first was that the first like 
Car with History you did? Or? No, no, that wasn't the first one. Um, or how did that come? Well, like, technically, I think it was. <laughs> I know you bring up, now I'm thinking back. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was the first car that I did a restoration interior for. And that kind of got my name brought out there that, right. hey, David does rest, you know, can restore what they did back then. Yes. Because, and I'm not, I don't, I don't mean to pick on anybody who does upholstery. I, and it's, some stuff looks a little too sterile. Understood. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In any traditional tuck and roll you look at, most of the stuff is very flat. And everything I have has a crown to it. Mm -hmm. So again, I've, I've learned more about doing that. Um, stuffing pleats, you know, I, I use a cross channel foam and that's a really dense foam. And that stuff usually gets a nice crown to it. You know, it's cool. you know I, I've used half inch foam in the past and just, it's good for doors, but it's not good for seats as Understood. far as trying to get that nice crown. Because if I do that, um, I'll, have to, I'll have to stuff the pleats. If I use half inch foam and I cross cut it and I use that and I'll still stuff the pleats with, uh, with the either day crown or cotton. Okay. Um, so you're doing, you kind of are staying true to how it was done. Yes. Which is more of a restoration mindset versus a custom. Correct. You know, so that's, that's pretty cool. You know, it's, I guess, you know, when, you know, it's always comical. I'll bring up David Zevo again because he'll always send me like different things. Like he'll send me a book one day and I'll mark, mark it. See, here's just, just like you do. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a restoration book, and it talks about how doing you know you know stuffing the old pleats. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. And again, but that's where you know when it comes to doing the restoration stuff, you know, I, I try to stay true to that. I I, I really you know the modern stuff is great. These guys do some amazing work. You know, right. like stuff. Okay, this is what, like Mikey Seats doing, mind blowing. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, I could I do it. Maybe, <laughs> right. but it's, it's not what I do. It's not. I, I try to stick with what I what I like doing. Um, so you kind of found your, just like you, telling the story. You you found your spot. You know, yeah. as far as upholstery goes, you found your spot of what you really like to do and the type of work and the yeah. type of cars. Well, and again, like we, you know, we were discussing, you know, doing with traditional cars and restoration cars, you know, and then getting involved with doing, you know, the pad tops, you know. And I, you know, I'll give the man credit for it because I learned, I learned it from Eddie Martinez, you know, but sadly, you know, for him, he couldn't do it anymore. So he took on a job, which was a Zevo Roadster and couldn't do it. Oh, so I didn't know this part so, of it. So yeah, see, a lot of people don't realize that. And again, you know, you know, Eddie would basically stand there going, well, do this and this. And I'm like, okay. And he would, you know, and not trying to speak ill to man, but he just wasn't getting the stuff done. So I'm, you know, that's how David Zeeb and I became friends. He's like, he started calling me. He's like, hey, you know, what's going on with my car? And that was my, my Burbank shop. Yeah, okay. I'm like, not a whole lot right now. Eddie was here the other day, but he, you know, and Eddie had really bad health issues back then. And I'm like, sadly, I said, I don't know if he's going to finish your car. I said, I'd rather be honest with you. I said, yeah, he's yeah. like, can you get it done? I'm like, maybe. And because I wasn't certain of myself at that point, but I'd, I'd already built the frame. And with him, you were already just, kind of doing the hands-on part of it. Yes, I was. And it kind of went from there. And there was another gentleman up in, up in like Washington named Jamie Rice. And he did the, he did the recovery work on the, the original frame for the Westergaard. Oh, okay. So that's how I knew her with Jamie Rice. So I called up Jamie and I said, hey, you know, could you possibly, you know, come down and take care of this top for my client? I'm a little busy right now, this and that. You sure something you can't do? I'm like, Maybe. So I was able to, you know, kind of help Eddie kind of creep along, but I'd go behind Eddie at night and David, I'd send pictures to David, he goes, well, can you fix this and this? Because David wasn't happy with certain things. Yeah. No problems. I'd go behind Eddie, whatever he'd done, I'd redo things. And I guess I'm not trying to speak ill to man. It's just. Well, age he, catches up with all of us. Age catches up yeah. with all of us. And unfortunately for him, it just, you know, it was harder and harder for him to get the work done. Yep. And once that car at the top was done, um, I took over the project at that point. I had a buddy of mine, Jeff Savage, fly out from, from Indianapolis, mm -hmm. and he painted the, the, the nitrous oil lacquer on that car. You know, it's crazy cool. He stayed with yeah. me for two weeks, and actually it was longer than that. He did that car and another car, and but we did that car there in my Burbank shop. <laughs> you know, the plastic on the walls. You know, again, it was comical where we shot it at. You know, and that that old shop had like a little, a little sliding door. Yep. It was right there, there. We up there and we stapled in plastic all around there. They made a little opening there and there. And yeah, I've done that once. Or it, twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 the floors down, and you know, there's, I got pictures of Jeff barefoot, wet sanding on a fender. Oh my! You God. know, it's 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 comical. So, what was it like with Eddie, kind of, 
did you get to hear many stories or, or just or just you were just trying to take in whatever some but you know <clears throat> like I said I'm not trying to speak ill of the man but he wasn't great on business okay but you the, know, it, some it, of the best it, it, sadly customizers and things you know artists well, not always the best at business well but and that was the thing and unfortunately for Eddie you know it just you know it, a lot of it wrote on his name, and which you know he did great work. He, I'm not gonna take that away from it. He did some amazing cars back in the day. Okay. But as he got older, it became harder and harder for him, you know, to you know to get things squared away and get things done. And guys were just like, I had guys that come to me, you know, that guy ripped me off and this and that. I'm like, no, no, I'm just warning you. Just you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And again, it, there's, there's always two sides to every coin, and I go. But the problem is for Eddie, I think he would, again, like you said, we're all like that, you know, a feast or famine. Even for Eddie, it was that way. Wow. Because he would take so much stuff in, and, but couldn't get it done. Well, I guess, you know, and, I've, and, me, and talking to some of the guys that I've been able to, to hang out with, like, spe like specifically Winfield, talking about that era when their style, that style of hot rods and customs wasn't cool anymore. Right. It was super famine for those guys because, like, People weren't really looking for padded tops, no. you know, or his style of work in that 70s, 80s era. You know, right. Like, no, and, that, and that's the thing. You, you even grew up as a teenager. I remember, you know, even back then, the padded top wasn't much of anything back in the 80s and 90s. No. That wasn't really so, Except yet. for, like, you see some photos of some nostalgia cars, but they were right. unusual. They weren't. They were that good. was the whole subgenre of the traditional and, and nostalgia stuff. Correct. Wasn't yeah. cool, but guys were still doing it. Yeah, we got lucky, and a lot of cars survived that. Yes. You know, some cars didn't survive that. You know, oh, you, yeah. you look back, and you go, oh, I wonder what happened to that car. You know, this one here. And, and, and you, know, you look at other cars, you go, how did that car disappear? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool now seeing the lengths that people are going through. And we, uh, I'm very much in that field of, of finding the parts or finding oh, yeah. the car. So, like, I'm so psyched that there's more people doing that, and that's always been my obsession even before i was found my you know well and spot. It's, it's, it's funny you know doing this what i do now you know and that's something it's something that i've you know been discussing in recent times that you know my goal in the five year span basically is i'll eventually have start a school oh cool i want to actually teach you know from start to finish um everything i do pad tops poultry wire all nine yards and, and and it's not gonna be like a weekend course i'm like a, like a two-year program bringing like six to eight students you know, yep. like a regular like a regular semester, you know, That'd do cool. a, like a vocational school. That way, again, doing what we do, I don't want to see it get lost. You know, that's my biggest fear with doing this stuff for a living. I, you know, I look, I'll be seeing people who've lost over yeah. the years. You know, I look back and I go, you know, I remember back, you know, we brought up Winfield. Mm -hmm. I was out there at Winfield's when Watson was there and, you know, you know, you know Barris, they were all there, all that big group photo you always see that was yep. on the hand back in the day. I was there that day. Shit, and to see awesome. all the people stand there, and it's like, you know, half of them are gone. If not, yeah. almost all of them are almost gone. Almost all of them, yep. You know, and like I, I talked to Winfield the other day, and we're going to be doing a, uh, a metal seminar here later this, later this spring or summer. Nice, you know, He was nice. asking, you know, asking about doing a metal class here. I'm like, you know, he's asking, what tools you have? What tools you don't have? I'm like, if everything uh, you need. Pretty worry. much, I think I don't have is just like his little slip roll thing he does. I, don't, yeah. I used to have one years ago. A couple things that he has I don't have. Like I don't, I don't have a louver punch. You know, but I've done a bunch of classes with him and helped him, and I feel like he can work with almost anything. Well, that's my that's yeah. why, and that's why I, I was talking to the, uh, to uh, Michael Leanne, who's been, been you know his caretaker, and I was talking to her and him both on the phone. And Gene's like, "Yeah, it'd be great." I'm like, "Dude, I see you're more than welcome to the shop. Just you know, let me get some cars out of the way so we have room right, here." Right, right, right. Back in the day, that's what I tell guys. You get in that class, it teaches you a lot of the basic stuff. Okay, yep. this stuff costs a lot of money. <clears throat> that's what I like about the it's, Winfield classes. It was, it was the, it's, he came from the era of building a car with very limited tools. And, that's, and he still teaches that. Yeah. But those fundamentals are, no matter if you're using a big tool or a, a hammer and dolly in a shop bag, it's the same principles. And that's where I like, a lot of guys, I, got, you know, I, got my, I still have my Eastwood hand shrinker stretch that I bought when I was back in my, in my teens. Yep. And... When it comes to, like you said, the stuff like Winfield does, you know, do the gas welding. You know, that really is, you know, again, I could do it. I learned a lot with Winfield. It was kind of crazy. Like, some of the stuff that I learned from him is little things he did with it. It wasn't the gas welding itself. It was, like, little tricks he did with the torch. He'd do the stupidest stuff, 
And I picked that up with other friends that worked at the shop. They're like, there's just little nuances. Things that they do, they're like, holy crap. Like the one time I saw Winfield somewhere I was doing something with him. And it was like a red hot panel and the torch went out. He Somehow he got too close and the torch went out. He just like touched it on the red hot panel and it, it lit back up. And you're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I sure. never it's thought like of that. And, it was yeah. like, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to go look for the striker or whatever. And I'm like, like, oh, so yeah. that's the stuff you can't. It's just years of doing this work that you, you can that's exactly. You've been doing for so long, and you you realize I'm already here. I'm not doing this again. You know, I don't want to get out. Or if you're if you're, in a, if you're in a spot, you're like, I don't want to stop where I'm at. If I'm right there, you know. And again, and that that is stuff that does does come with time, and you'll you'll find those little tricks like that. In, I'm sure in, with a poster, you've had oh a million things that you. <clears throat> well, and again, it's like for me, I would you know, when I know what I'm doing with the interior, I know where how much piping I'm going to use. I'll go, okay, I need this, this, and I'll, I'll lay everything out in math. I know exactly what it's going to be, you know, and I'll, you know, when it comes to laying stuff out, you're, you'll, I'll do a test panel to make sure I know how the material stretches and what wow. I can do with it. So I know, okay, this is how many pleats can take this panel or this seat. This seat can need 18, 18 pleats across. So I never would have you thought know, of that, so like it, stretching, it, pre-stretching the material to get. Well, it gives what? you an idea because, you, and you'll, you don't want to overstretch it, but you don't want to understretch it. You don't want it baggy. You don't want it this and that, and you want to have that crown. Mm. So, like I said, like I tell you, they're, they're having you have that same style, and you know exactly what you're doing across that panel. Because especially when you got a front seat and you got two backs here, and they're off ever so slightly, but you want that panel to line up. Yep. And what's you know with what I do, I, I can manipulate the material a little bit here and there, and what's on the seat cover. I can you know, and it's old school. You're basically in there slapping pleats around. You're basically getting stuff lined back up. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, but again, like with the piping, I know how many lengths I'm going to need of it, so I'll know. Okay, I need this much of it, this much of it. Get all my stuff all pre-cut out, and I'll spend a day sewing all enough of the piping. You know, just sitting there, just stacks of rows of piping, just sitting there, and I just cut as I go, and keep Crazy. on going, just keep going. But you know, it, it that's that part's the simpler part. But when it comes like the pad tops, and I've always said to everybody else, they're none of them are the same. I don't care how many I've done. I can't imagine. Yeah, they're they're just, not. They're not. I don't care. It's again, a sculpture more than a top. It's like you're well, you're and again, when it, when it, art, you know, it comes to making like patterns for the roof. That's what you mean, patterns. I'm like they're in the trash, and I'm done with them. Every car because there, there's no there's no point in having them. You know, again, like I've I've said before, guys go well. I said unless you're getting a top done by like Keith Dean, those are fiberglass, and he's got those pretty much down to what they're going to be. Yeah, makes that's sense. what you're getting, and that's that's great. That's fine if that's what you want to go with. Great. I said you know, but being I'm a mindset more of a restoration than I am of, you know, you know, fast. I yep. want to be, I want it right. I go look at the car, I go, that uh, doesn't look right. You know, and I've got, I've got old photos from, you know, the, the uh, Carson Hauser shop. Oh, cool. of rows of old pad tops from 36 Fords, all just back into the shop. So you can see all the different, different, different t types of tops. Right. Um, <clears throat> and that's where, you know, for me, studying that kind of stuff, you're like, I want a certain way. So, yeah, I, I've, I've got my niche of where I want to do certain things. You know, can I do high-end cars? And you know, Yeah, I can do them. I've done. I've did, I did the 75th anniversary Jaguar for a Jaguar with Galpin Ford. I did the, oh, the interior in that car. Wow. Yeah, and again, it's like, it was like, that's your work? I'm like, yeah, that's my work. But that stuff bores me. You know, but, you again, know, but again, it's, it, you, it doesn't but bore yeah. me, but again, it's, it was neat being part of that project. It's like, cool, that's cool. But, you know, it's not as cool as, you know, an old hot rod coming in or, do you have a favorite car that you've um, either been involved in or you've done the top and interior on? Do you have a car that stands out or cars? Easy. Um, yeah, all right. Easy. What, what, the Zevo Roadster. Thing's amazing. I mean, that, that, that thing's a blast to drive. That thing was, I, I drove around Orange County because I went and had, we were getting the suspension worked on to get it tweaked, get it just right because the guy in Orange County that, that David had found an old article back in the day of this guy they could really work on you know a solid axle car and get everything to line up perfectly get the cars mm -hmm. to sit level and even the guy's like i don't know how the heck he found me he goes it was some some tech article you did he goes i vaguely remember that he goes, <laughs> how, did, how did he remember that i said that's that's my, the owner of the car is that way and i went over to a, a place called fantasy muffler to get the exhaust work done on it because david wanted to have the exhaust redone and i get there and the guy's like Oh, I, I, you know, we gotta, we gotta leave it here. I'm like, oh, no. I said, you can do it today while I'm here, or I'm gonna leave. Oh, I, I don't have. I'm like, nope. Left. I left. I called up Dave, and I got, I got back to the, the guy's alignment shop, and I said, yeah, guy, you know, he dissed that day, but I'll take care of it here and get back to Vegas. But I drove that car around Orange County. 
Cool. I think, again, you, you know, certain cars, we know when we get into old cars, it's like you're stepping back in time. That car had that feeling. I'm like, whoa, really? this was trippy, you know, and this car, and like, people are just doing this, and their heads are turning, seeing this car go by, because at the time that car came out, that wasn't a common design. That wasn't right. a common car you'd see on the road, especially mm-hmm. with that pad top. Yep. You know, not not trying to say that you know I'm the pinnacle of pad top that came out, but that car design between the owner, the Candy Brothers, and myself, you know, it was like created. A it just special. really just yeah, and yeah. Uh, and the, the the Candy Brothers did a beautiful job on the car because they did they did all the, all the chopping, all the all the metal work stuff that got down to the car, and then my buddy Jeff painted the car for me. Yeah, it's cool. Some of the, you there's cars like that that you you just walk up on and you just everything's just. And again, doing the chrome dashboard, and the, you know, Dave was very specific on the interior. And it was funny because when we were doing that car, the interior, I was telling Dave about the carpet. I'm like, "Well, you need to use wool carpet." Are you sure? I'm like, positive. So I went to his house in Las Vegas at the time. Mm-hmm. A girlfriend of mine drove out there, and he had a '32 Lincoln in his garage. Oh no, kidding! And five window coupe. Cool. Open the door. Wool carpet on the car on the floor originally. <laughs> I'm See? like, David. He goes, "Yep, you're right." <laughs> but again, that's one of those cars where it, if there's any car that I would ever, ever have, is that car. For you, that Oh, my, the car was amazing. And I, I got to meet the, you know, the gentleman who had actually owned the car before David. Oh, and okay. it was funny talking to him. I liked it when it was green. Because <laughs> like, yeah, it, was it was that old Ford, that weird Ford green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and you know, I liked it when it was that way better. I'm like, cause, but he was a full-on, he was kind of a restore right. guy. But he had two supercharged flatheads sitting there under under, under we, the. Yeah, we run into that a lot with guys that are like, if it's under their, if it's under their rules, it's okay yeah, to it's, modify it's, it. It's there, it's there, but you know, he's I, I liked it when it's green, and you know, it's like even you know, it, it was comical. I was you know, I, <laughs> you know I, I was talking about that car, and you know, people I know that they're like, I remember that car. I was back over in Sherman Oaks. I'm like, right. yeah, that's the same car. Cool. You know, but do you have a? Is there a car? that you would i mean whether it's lost forever or whatever is there a car you'd love to see found or be involved in bringing back or restoring that you know you've done so many cars it's like it's hard but is there honest if, if, if again I'll, I'll bring it up again It'd be the bulgarian merc it's, it's just felt the face of the earth and it, you it, have kind of a connection a little bit uh, with knowing sort yeah sort yeah. of but that yeah remember that was like back in the 70s Okay. When 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 he owned that car, and but that would be one that you would if it that, could be okay, found. That one and uh, what's the other one? Look on it. I've I've actually talked to the guy, you know, the original owner of the car of another Merc. Oh. Okay. Uh, it was actually the very first car that Barris, uh, that that Sam Barris chopped. Everything Sam's car was the first car chopped. It wasn't. Oh. Okay. Um. I'm drawing a blank here. This is great. Um. It was okay, and the ill bear, and the, and the when the Bears books first came out, it was like the it's the very first forty nine shop mark in the book, and I've talked to the owner actually because in, in the in the article or in the original hop up issue where it's on the cover, mm-hmm. and it's describing the dashboard. Oh, it's you know it's it's this in Chrome, and he goes, and I asked him. I said, so we got on the phone, and I discussed him. I said, you know, so what was it? He goes, no, it was just a painted dashboard. I said, okay, trunk trunk was your stock. The interior, stock interior, just a change headliner. So he bought that car brand new. Wow. He bought the car brand new. He told me, I bought the car brand new. He took it over there. He did all the metal work on the car, the shop, and basically, you know, dechroming the car, if you will. Because you look at that car, and you're like, it's, it's a really amazing custom, but it's not radical. The early stuff was it's like that. Really, it was yeah. really subtle. Yep. You know, it had the 51 Ford grill, which actually I have one here. Cool. Because I, I, I was wanting to recreate that car a long time ago, but it's like, what time do I have right now to do it? And, like, right. I'm, I'm already buried in, you know, multiple builds and projects of my mm-hmm. own. But it was always that point where I'd always like to, I'd like to you know, re- recreate that car. Cool. And, yeah. it's you know, again, it's, it's an iconic car, and I I'm, can't I'm, believe I'm not remembering the name of the car right now. Anyway, but it's all right. We'll put it. We'll put it here. Mike will do that. Any yeah, magic? I'll. I'll, all kinds I'll, of great I'll stuff. find it and I'll, I'll send it over to Mike. Who even edit in you saying the name? Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's like, I'm like a puppet. Yeah. We'll do some green screen work. It'll right. Yeah, yeah. We we'll get all that technology. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> but again, it, it's one of those kind of cars. If that car would ever surface, and there, there's been rumors that there was like pictures back in the '80s that someone saw it in Arizona, in a backyard. Okay. It looked. It would look the closest I've ever seen a picture of the car. But who knows? It's kind of like what 
these hot, lost hot rods and customs. It's become like an Indiana, Indiana Jones type thing where there's like rumors. And, it, you know, you're like you're, people are going to places because they heard that a car, you know, yeah. you even think of like the Sahara, you know, Gold Sahara was like, and cookie car it's like yeah. everybody knew a lot of people knew that jim street ha- everyone kind of did through folklore yeah. but everybody kind of knew they like he would string people along and whatever so it was like people were going out to i heard stories of people were like going out to see him to try and like take oh, him yeah, out to dinner would, and hang out and he he would play the game and take him to different buildings and forget the keys and it's like people were people have now started hunting these cars and the, the chase is just as completely know, and again and that's where again i think it's it's like you said indiana jones it feels like it Oh, we love it. That's it, it, and it, but it's 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 the thrill of the hunt, thrill of the chase. And it's no different than chasing down parts. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a little easier now. You know than what it had been in the past. I mean, I remember back, you know, my my twenties going to swap meets, and of course back then everything was way affordable back then. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's gotten you know, expensive. I, I, I look at my 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 had a thirty-two truck grill show my and my my coupe, and I bought that for a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, I'm like that one costs more now to buy that grill than does to buy a you know a standard thirty-two grill shell. Yeah. You know, it's like you know double the price, and like. When did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of neat that the cars, people are chasing down cars or, or I, I'm excited because a lot, there's definitely seems to be, has been a, a change in that people are more going after stuff that's historic or trying to keep it how it was. And even into, like, for a lot of guys, I've seen it regionally, guys are finding a car that wasn't famous, but maybe in their little neck of the woods, it was well known and they're finding the car and buying it and keeping it how it was and all that stuff. So oh, like, completely. And, uh, and, that, and that's where, you know, we've seen, we've been seeing some restored cars here recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of amazing to see them coming back. You know, yeah. again, it's like the one that was all lace paint that, you know, just came out recently. It's back being restored the way it was, you know, the, 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 the Hawker Merc, or the Hawker yep. Ford. Yep. Do you have a, uh, do you have a piece of, do you have an item that is kind of like your, I don't know, I would say like is your key, key thing, do you have a key thing in your, whether it's a tool piece of a, you know, equipment or, or a tool or, or a car part, do you have something that's like super never never would get rid of or couldn't live without or is, you know, um, most uh, meaningful? Yeah, I got two. Actually, this is a two-itemite thing here. Okay. Uh, David Zebo had given me, gifted me years ago an original tack hammer and an old ice pick for an all. It was an old guy back in the 40s did upholstery and gift them to me here oh, got these cool. for you you know it's one thing to, it, it's it's the smallest little thing like that and it's like and i i it, ironically i make it a point whenever i'm doing a pad top on any car i do i use those two pieces of tools whether i'm installing something if it was just one use i make sure that hammer and cool. that all is used on that on that on that project just to you know it's a that piece of that piece of history from the 40s i got to hold my hands yep. and use on this car Killer. So for me, between that and, of course, other my sewing machines, you know, again, it's, it's to me, that I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without them. That's cool. You know, and again, that's where, you know, that, you know the big stuff, is, that always came later. Yeah, but I like that little, that's, that's what we, we ask a question like that for everybody. And it's like, it doesn't have to be a super rare piece of speed equipment or whatever. It could be no. something, like you said, there's it, two it, little it's tools. So, but it's so small, you're going... You look at that and go, wow, it's all, it's just, it's just an old original tack hammer. For, you know, and again, you got to think this is in the 40s. That's probably like you know, from the 30s, to be honest. Yeah. You think about that, and it's, it's an ice pick, not a actual all. It's an ice pick. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, that's a true ice pick. That's not, you know. Think how many interiors that car, that those two items have, even before you have. Well, and again, like I've, I've got behind me on the wall here, I've got old, old you know, wood hammers from England. An cool. old coach work, coach, coach worker back in the back in the forties and thirties, and old an old lead bag that was his. I've never used a lead bag; it just lays around. But the hammers are on the wall, and so is the slapper. That's what creates. I, I think that in a lot of shops like yours and mine and other ones you go into, that, that have old cars, old tools, old parts, old building, it just feels you know. And, and it's like, like say, well, it's like even like okay, you know, behind behind Mike there is there's a lathe from like the nineteen thirties, you know. Back in that corner is, a, is an old drill, old Buffalo drill press from like 1908. Killer. You know, it's like, and they had like, like, like rear end gears that <laughs> drove it. Like, going, well, this won't break. You know, yeah. and again, and, you know, I, I started restoring it years ago, and the, the teeth were clean as can be. I'm like, you know, in the new shop, all that stuff got all set up and finished getting restored. You know, same with the old lathe. I want to finish restoring that, and then that's from my home, my home state, South Bend lathe. 
all the old stuff gives that that feel when you walk in a place. It's all great. of it. I mean, you you know as well as I do when it comes to with old cars. You know, no matter how much much rot we got replaced, we still started with something. Right. You know, even like with Franco's car. Franco's car, the front cowl is original. Okay. And but you know the rest of the car was like United Pacific reproduction, and but it still has a little bit of that Hunter Ford still there. There's still a little bit of that 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 vibe. You know, you know it's there. It's a little crude. It's a little rough, but. He knows it's there. I know it's there. I said, and that's you know, even cool. you know, the full firewall feet, those original thirty-two firewall feet. <coughs> yeah, that's the know, that's it, the it, part of it that you know you grasp onto, and I, I well, and that's that. that's the way I look at it. Even like that old hood, that's an old you know, you well, you saw the lubers on that thing. That yeah. thing's old, and I got that from a friend of ours, and it was I got a thirty-four truck, and I'm like, I'll make it work. Yeah, you know, it's worth showed, the effort. Yeah. Well, and it's totally those old school lubers, and I was like, I want those lubers. I'm like, it's yours. You know, I'm like, I, he just gave it to me. I'm like, he's like, I don't want it. Said, that's, that's speaking of speaking of hoods. That's how David. I have a <laughs> David. My interaction with David, which uh, I um, is, you know, I didn't. No disrespect to him, I didn't really know him or know any, sure, no. anything his background. And David sent an email, and not knowing that he was one of your customers or any of that, right. I got an email saying when we bought the DeLorean Roadster, I know where your hood is for your. For your car and i'm like what the fuck like who the fuck is this guy he knows where my hood is the like we get all kinds of crazy emails oh sure especially with that car we were getting emails of like oh i know what car that is and they're sending us a photo of a car from like you know canada in 1962 we're like this isn't no that same car that's yeah same car. Well, but that's- he sent me that and i was like okay so i always respond to people and I respond back and he's like he knew and then i had right at that same time another guy that knew the same guy you know confirmed it and i'm like oh this guy's you know and then we talked and it was just then i realized once i talked to him i think he and i talked on the phone once or twice and i realized he was like david is nerdier than i was oh. about the history stuff and all that because he was like i could tell the hood the louvers who punched it it's one of these two shops that i'm like damn from that one you know and you guys think with david you know with him you know like he's got the, the stack roaster yeah he has the original body he has the original drive line. Everything's there at his house. And talking with David, and David's one of those kind of customers I, I you really greatly appreciate somebody who can still write you a handwritten letter. Like, I cool. have every single scrap of paper he's ever sent me, every handwritten letter he's sent me. Penmanship is just amazing. But he's one of those kind of guys where, again, and the only reason he has a computer is because of his girlfriend. Okay. Does not, does not own a cell phone, won't ever own a cell phone. Wow. David's one of those kind of guys. He, and, he, and he's Avery. He's a... When I met him, he was still a professor. He's now, you know, basically, you know, working for himself. Right. You know, yeah. But again, he, but that's how I got to meet him. And again, but his wealth of knowledge is just like. Yeah, I did a quick phone call and, and it was like. Whoa. Yeah, you're like this guy knows. Holy crap! Okay, all right, all right. I I I believe you. I believe yeah, you. Yeah. Well, he was because I remember when we were talking. He's like, I know the guy. He's a little. He's probably a little hard to deal with for you because he doesn't know you or whatever. He said, I've dealt with him before. Let me let me work on him. Or right. He left it at that. And then it was all of a sudden between him and the guy that, that the younger guy that worked with this this gentleman that sure. you know that had the hood. He you know, he called me back up or emailed and said, I got him warmed up. I think you you know, whatever. That's and, that sounds like David. That sounds yeah, like yeah, I, he's I got him like, warmed up for you. Here you go. I think he's warmed up the idea. I think because I think he did a couple calls and then he got his phone number and said He's okay to call you to call him, and he was right. He said he's going to be a little standoffish, or wh- however he put it. Sure, sure enough, when I called the guy, he was exactly. But I I was prepared, and he kind of prepped him for me because really he kind of made it seem like he he saw in the videos, I guess, when he, however he saw it, that I was like really about we need to find these pieces because it's part of the car's identity and blah blah. So he was like, I understand how important this is. And again, me not knowing until later on that he was your customer and cars he had that, you know, and then I was like, oh, I get it. But without him, and I actually, everything happened so fast with that car. It was like a year, maybe the car was almost on the road. Light bulb in my head off one day. I said, I never fucking like properly thanked that guy. And it was like, I was like, I felt so embarrassed and rude. So I like two years later, sent him here like, Really sorry. Thank you so much. I couldn't have done it without you. Blah blah blah. And I was like, whether he even cared or remembered. No, he like, did. He did because you know. he said to me, "I'm like, I said, David, I says I, I'm getting to know Matt more and more." I said, "You understand with Matt?" I said, "He's one of those guys that he's like yes. everywhere." I said, <laughs> "Yeah." That guy. I said, "I said you, you watch his, sh- you watch the YouTube channel." I said, "And he is 
every direction. And you're like, so what's this week going to be? You know, yeah, you know, you never know. You, you don't <laughs> know. And that's why I told David, I said, just give him a second. I said, you know, and it took me a while. And, 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 I was super. And you did. And again, so the best part, you guys, you know, well, you know, and Dave's like, well, you know, okay. You know, I think he was kind of, kind of, you know, a little, you know, hurt by it. But at the same time, like, give him a second. I said, it'll, it'll, it'll hit him. And sure enough, you did it on your own. You're like, oh, crap. Yeah, it was like one of, you know, you ever have one of those things where you're like, oh, my God, I'm such an ass. Like, I just was like, it happens. Because that's what happens with me. I'm, you're right. I'm, but you're, you're excited. You're doing this. And you're already going. Yep. And I've done it plenty of times. Like, oh, by the way, I need to thank this person. Oh, by the yeah. way, I need to thank, you know, oh, anyway. And ha- yeah. It, but in, it, our, in our world, things are moving so fast with the business and the channel and yes. all the stuff. We do that. And I try to make a mental note, like I said, answering emails and responding to people and stuff like that. We try and do that. I'm like, sure. I also need to make sure that people that help us out. You go back and thank them. So that was one where I was like, man, he was kind of instrumental in that. And I never, it all got kind of like lost because the the other gentleman that, that, that worked with him was the guy, the second person that kind of facilitated it. Sure. And because we did the physical transaction, that guy and I of trading hoods and getting right. it. Um, I kind of, that overshadowed a little bit when it was really David that kind of started the process yeah. of warming him up. This other guy worked with him. But I don't think he would have necessarily warmed him up like David yeah. did. I da- think they, Dave, they were David peers, a, if you will. It took him, I think, two, three years to, to get the stack roaster body. He tracked the body down. Really? Wow. And, he, and what it was, the guy who owned it didn't want to let go of it. It was, already, it was, already, it was technically a street rod, mm-hmm. but the body was still pretty much intact. But he's like, well, I'm, it's going to go to my son. And his kid didn't want the car. Dave's like, I will buy you a brand new body. I will, I, I, you know, and he finally worked a deal, and he, I, because we had talked, you know, like two or three years ago, we were discussing it, and I'm like, said something about the stack roaster. He goes, oh, I didn't tell you, did I? I'm like, what happened? He goes, I got the body. Wow. All these years, and I says, I remember just being the engine and transmission and all the drive lines just sitting in the garage. Mm-hmm. And I went to David's house one time, and I helped him. He had bought another Model Roadster. It had overhead valve in it and everything else. We took all that out one night. I'm like, I was staying at his place. Let's go out and tinker. Let's go out and get. Let's go pull it out. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah. Come on. Let's go out to the garage and we hung out and we took it apart and this and that. And nice. at that time, that, you know, at that time, the the the, the Matranga Merc chassis is still sitting there, and the body is still off. You know, getting you know getting work done. And again, and David's one of those kind of guys. And this this is again, he's a whole different breed. He's the kind of person where that car, every single nut, bolt, screw is either Ford or Merc. Wow. None of it's new. None of it. You know, and he was, you know, the only thing he said that's new were the shocks. And he had to have a specific shock. <laughs> and David's the kind of person, he's, he's even getting the decals made to match what would have been the original shock back then. See? You think I'm freaking insane. You Dave, are insane. Okay. I am insane, but, like, there's different levels. That makes me feel like a normal person. <laughs> there, there's, 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 a, there's that nerd level. But, again, but, but again it's, that, that, it's that respect level, the fact David has that much respect for it. Yeah. And and that's where we were laughing about, you know, this will be the last time we're doing like this, you know, this and that. And then he brought up another car to me. He's like, what about this car here? Oh, the, 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 the Emory, Emory car. Really? Yeah. Well, that car's gone. So Dave bought a Dodge convertible. It's coming in for metal work and for a pad top for me and the interior work. Crazy. So, again, I, I've got the, my, my ratio board. Just, you know, there's three cars in a row. The car's coming from him. You cool. Know, the Matranga Merc, which I have the material sitting here for that car. Nice, nice. Um, which we were trying, we were trying to track down the old Dupont material, which I said you're not going to find. So we found something close enough. Nice. nice. I ordered the stuff he needed for that, and then we discussed the, the even with, with the 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 stack roadster. I have an original Model A roadster seat with the original vinyl still on it, in good shape, and that's what David wants. That that's what was in the stack roadster. Nice. It, it wasn't anything fancy back then. It was a race car. Right. So I'm like, I this, even the materials on the seats, Dave goes, are you kidding me? I'm like, nope. He goes, do you want it? And he goes, yes. I'm like, yours. Nice, nice. So again, it's, but he's that kind of person where he's like, I want this a certain specific way. Or if you see this, like he asked about the, the, you know, the heads the other day. And I'm like, I'll ask Matt. I said, I, I, I had what never What were they seen, again? I forget. Uh, the Nord or what was it? Oh, Ords. Ords. Yes. Ords. I had a chance to buy a set of a little while ago, and I could make it happen. But and yeah, then, so you come across a set. I know David's wanting a set for what I don't know. But he's got he's got a really I guess he's got a really cool ord intake. Well, that's tough for me because that's the that's, that's what the I'm same upset. thing for you too. Yeah, that's like <laughs> you know 
that's like a pretty obscure stuff, so I'd want to put it on the wall or, or keep it for a project somewhere. Right, exactly. So but when again, you sent me that, I was like, man, that's a rare one. I don't know if I'd want to sell it if I had it. He was because he goes, oh, oh, man, you were talking about Ask me if he has this. I'm like, okay. I said, we try, but I don't man. think he has that, but I'll ask him. You know, but again, that's the reason I asked because I was talking with David. Yeah, that's cool. You know, but yeah, he's he's a unique guy. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with us and telling yeah. us some stories. It's been awesome, and we could, you know, we could bullshit for for days oh, about God. all we'll, this we'll stuff. Would be here. Would be here all night. Yeah. So, but I appreciate yeah. it. I can't wait to see all the next stuff that you have coming in yeah. and and getting done. I mean, it's it's fun to watch from the other side of the country seeing the, the, the work and the cars that you're doing. And like you said, it's just, it's uh, stepping back in time every time you put a car that I see you kind of going through the process. It's neat. So. And again, that's, that's, that's my whole thing behind it. I, I want to, you know, for me, it's, you know, like, like losing Franco's car, you know, it's like, it's been a dream of his to have another 325 window. But this one's, and again, like I told him the other day, this one's being built for you specifically. It's not somebody's car you bought. Right. So, you know. Anything you want or it, however it you pretty want. Pretty much. And he pretty much kind of gave me kind of an open hand with the car. Okay. Other than the taillights, you know, he was, you know, specific with running the arrow headlights, you know, and. You I know, saw he was doing some doodles on the, on the well, social that medias that he was it'll, doing it'll, some doodles. I can't it'll, wait. It'll be back on there again. And then, like, we were, we were, like, the motor. The motor that's in the car was one I had, the 283. It's like, oh, I could be okay with that. And I knew he wasn't going to be. I knew him well enough. And uh, Will from Find It Parts had that 327 hit for sale. Okay. It's a running motor. It's got one one cylinder, number seven. It's got a low compression. And I shot Franco a message like, dude, do you want this? He's like, yes. Because <laughs> every every 32s had that 327 in it. So they had to have and that. And again, but that's you know there's you know there's that specific thing, specific numbers, and Franco will just go on and on about that. And he and he. We're all weird that way. We all want a certain thing, you know. No different, you know. You're, you're, you know, back in the day and you know doing a flathead where everything's getting remade. Oh man, got to find a Merc crank. Got to find a Merc crank. Yep. yep. You know, and again, it's it was that's kind of that same mentality, you know, yeah, for we, him. Yeah, we know. all fixate on certain things on a car that you need to have that makes you happy, whether it makes oh, sense or not. And completely, I, I totally get completely, it. completely. So that's and that's that, that. I guess that's for me. It's going to be good seeing him back behind the wheel of his own car. And again, like I said, when you talk to him, even the steering wheel has history. Wait till he tells you that story. <laughs> awesome. So. Well, I can't wait to see it. Thank Definitely. you, David. I appreciate it. It's been awesome. Mike, thank you for freezing in my shop with me. Uh, this is, <laughs> hey, this is warm for us. <laughs> I'm actually quite comfortable. This is nice. In Pennsylvania, we would, I, I, I put a sweatshirt on just because I don't want to stand out in California wearing a t shirt. Right. You're <laughs> like, what did you think? They used to come in wearing Bermuda shorts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, it's party time. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate man. it. Oh, definitely.